Chapters 25 and 26 of The Long, Long Trail by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 25. You see, was the manner in which Claney greeted his brother sheriff from the Southland, that you was wrong, Caswell, and that Jess Drear wasn't taken near the Valentine Ranch. But the theory was right enough, protested Caswell, and it was on account of the Valentines that he got into this mix-up. Sheriff Claney smiled benevolently on his companion. Theory is one way, but practice may be a mighty long ways off from it. It was this time. Well, I'm free to say that you're right. I ain't one that falls in love with my mistakes, partner. Besides, you're a great gent with a pretty good head, Claney, which makes it a whole pile easier to be beaten out by you. It was a very neat little tribute, and it was delivered in a voice so sincere that Sheriff Claney had the grace to blush. Here I was, pursued Caswell, after following this Jess Drear for years, and knowing him like a new myself almost, and yet you step in at the right minute and grab him. It's a pretty piece of work. I thought you'd be miles away from Salt Springs, hunting for the trail of him. Sheriff Claney cleared his throat. It would be long before he explained the purely adventitious circumstances which had brought him to Salt Springs that day. But, ran on the man from the Southland, now that you got him, you want to look sharp that you keep him. I looked over your jail, and it don't look none too man-proof, to say nothing of being drear-proof. Leave all that worry to me, partner, because I ain't going to let my bird get away again. What you doing to him? got an iron on his feet and got his hand shackled in front of him sheriff caswell whistled that's kind of harsh the hound tried to make a mock of me caswell he had worse than the irons coming to him but tomorrow morning i start south with him so i don't have to bother with him long in that paper walled jail and while he's there he's got to grin and bear the irons sheriff caswell was deep in thought well and he sighed i wouldn't be in your boots for considerable money if he was to get away he'd most likely drop in for a call let him call replied the sheriff stoutly though his mouth tightened a little i ain't been a sheriff such a short time that i'm afraid of lawbreakers there ain't none of them that can get the jump on an honest man hm remarked sheriff caswell at this the other became markedly uneasy matter of fact he said i'd like to have you look him over you know him better than i do you might look him over in the cell and see if you think he's safe there i gotta go out in the country now but this afternoon i'll be on my way south this afternoon maybe well go over by yourself caswell all right but there ain't any real call for it i guess i'd like to have you and that was the reason that sheriff caswell entered the salt springs jail that day it was a little square squat building of homemade brick it looked like a fort of the primitive days through such narrow barred windows the defenders could have fired at indians say a battered old fort for the weather had nicked and chipped and scarred it as much as a prolonged musketry fire in reality it was not ten years old the sheriff had his office here behind the two rooms which served for that purpose there were two rooms fenced with the finest tool-proof steel both on the sides and above sheriff claney had refused to run for re-election unless he was given the proper cage for his prisoners and claney was so valued as a man-catcher in salt springs that the citizens provided him with his man-proof trap 
beyond these two cells was a narrow passageway in which the citizens could flock to look over the captives there were not many on this day for claney feared that some one of the sympathizers and for some reason salt springs was singularly interested in the southland outlaw who had killed judd boone might convey to drear a tool with which he could effect his escape for this reason he allowed only those who carried special passes signed by himself to enter the jail to-day the mob stayed outside sheriff caswell found one of the favored coming out as he entered it was mary valentine whose father was too powerful near salt springs for the requests of his children to be denied she walked with her head high her face white her eyes starry and her mouth so firmly set that the sheriff knew she would burst into tears as soon as she was beyond the public eye but at sight of the sheriff the tears were whipped from her eyes and a colour of anger mounted into her cheeks you're one of those who've hounded him down to this she said softly and fiercely and i want you to know one woman's opinion that he's worth a thousand of men like you ten thousand the sheriff looked mildly upon her he took off his hat and turned it thoughtfully in his hands while she spoke then he said with his one-sided whimsical smile my dear you're not alone you'll find salt springs full of people who agree with you about jess drear and all of em aren't girls she was about to break out in a storm of scorn again but something in the patient eyes of sheriff caswell made her stop look at him very closely and then go on without another word at the end of the passage she turned again he had not moved foot or hand and looked back at him one might have said that there was a misty appeal in the eyes of mary valentine for some time longer the sheriff remained in this singularly devout attitude just as if he were standing before the painting of some difficult and high-priced master at length he sighed and replacing his hat on his head far back he sauntered on into the interior of the jail he was amazed at the precautions with which this rare prisoner was surrounded at the door to the inner passage past the cells were two guards each with a pair of revolvers swung at his belt and each with a sawed-off shotgun that was intended no doubt to check a rush which might be made by friends of drear other outlaws perhaps though it was known that drear usually rode alone the sheriff looked with a bright eye on those shotguns in his experience with men of action he had never found anything with quite such a sedative effect as the sawed-off shotgun with its big bullets and scattering murder at short range these two guards examined a slip of paper which sheriff claney had signed they both had seen caswell before but they were exceedingly strict in their surveillance finally when he was admitted the sheriff remarked two other guards walking up and down in the passageway both equally armed to the teeth and all this on account of a man lodged behind tool-proof steel bars and beneath bars of the same nature with a floor beneath him of closely set stones of huge size suppose a man could loosen one of those stones he would have to call for help before he could budge it but even if he budged it there was still a trick remaining the outer edges of the wall were projected deep into the ground with the same tool-proof steel covered with tar paint one might have turned a giant loose in such a prison and scoffed at his attempts to escape 
no human force could either cut that steel or bend it and unless one of these things were done the only possible means of entering or leaving that cell was through the door with its ponderous lock which only one key could turn yet sheriff claney was not satisfied with surety he added something more he had locked the ankles of jess drear to a hundred and fifty pound iron ball and his hands were shackled before him with the most approved manacles and in this wise drear sat on his cot smoking a cigarette of his own making it was an odd thing to see him raise both ironed hands and laboriously place that little cigarette between his lips and remove it again so said the sheriff here you are jess jess drear started then his long lean face wrinkled into a kindly smile why caswell i'm glad to see you again wait till i work my way over to the bars and we'll shake hands never mind jess i'll come inside no you won't put in one of the guards look here explained the patient sheriff i'm sheriff caswell i've followed that man for years do you think there's any danger of me helping him get loose partner said the guard scratching his head i dunno but what you're right but orders is orders and claney was downright positive about what he said nobody is to go into that cell nobody not even to take him grub it's all got to be passed through the bars jess drear was already standing up the manacles on his ankles gave him a play of about four inches and that was the length of his step moreover every time he took a step the weight of the iron pried at him and often nearly toppled him to the floor only the exercise of the greatest leg power enabled him to struggle painfully across the floor yet he maintained the greatest good nature and though the perspiration started on his forehead he chuckled whenever the tug of the iron ball nearly threw him off his balance sheriff caswell cursed softly and the guard flushing declared that this was none of his work claney ain't taken no chances he declared and the sheriff says that if anybody can get something to drear with four of us gents looking on he's welcome to it at this sheriff caswell grinned i'm glad to see claney has the sportin spirit he said a little chance is better than none at all chapter twenty six with this since drear was now close to the bars the sheriff went forward and held out his hand but he was caught at the same time by either shoulder and flung strongly backward none of that cried the two guards who paced the passage none of that caswell nobody's to pass nothin through them bars the sheriff remained silent for a moment his hat had been knocked down over one eye by the violence of that jerk and now the muscles in the angle of his jaw bulged but at length he smiled and quietly straightened his sombrero not even a bare hand he asked showing that inoffensive member sheriff caswell looked from the face of one guard to the other something about his look appeared to be intensely interesting to jess drear well said the sheriff i see you boys are a mighty smart pair claney must have picked you out real special and if that's the way you work it i'll play with the same rules he turned to the prisoner i don't know just why i came jess it wasn't sure to look you over and gloat on seeing you behind the bars you believe that partner i know it matter of fact and the sheriff nodded gratified by this admission i'm mighty sorry for you old man wish it had been a different end 
wish you'd gone down for the last time with your boots on and two guns workin you forget caswell i'm not a two-gun man i ain't got that many talents the sheriff grinned again you got enough talent to pass he declared but when i think of what lies in front of you jess he stopped abruptly i suppose i shouldn't talk about them things though oh it's all right no harm done i'll tell you how it was i might have busted through the boys but i didn't have the nerve i got sort of tired didn't seem like it was worth while taking the long chance and killing a pile of boys i'd never had a grudge again but here i am and no whining caswell but i'm sorry for you at this the patient man gasped he was openly astonished sorry for me now is that a joke drear it ain't you hear me talk straight talk to-day partner of all the gents that ever took my trail you're the squarest shooter the cleanest hand the best head of the whole gang i'd rather have been taken by you caswell i mean that so much that i sort of hanker to shake hands on it claney had his own ideas about that said the sheriff very quietly speak up gents exclaimed one of the guards speak up so the four of us can hear you the sheriff turned deliberately and looked them one by one in the eye then he said to jess drear you must be pretty young jess they got you chaperoned to a finish yep nodded drear and he also looked with singular attention at the four they got a lot of thoughtful gents around salt springs i'll try to remember em all well i don't kick this is a pile drier night than the time you run me through the hills down by lawson sheriff speaking of lawson i've always wondered how you got past me through them hills jess didn't go through the hills sheriff i tried to twice and then i found that you got your posse strung out about one man every hundred feet well that made it sure you couldn't come through jess sure it did i couldn't come through as myself so i come through as somebody else you know how you had your scouts out ahead of the rest i rode right back to the line like i was one of the scouts it was long about evening pretty dim i sings out that you want em to close up rode back part ways with em and then ducked away went straight on through lawson with angelina trotting or walking and nobody even looked crosswise at me they expected i'd be going the other way as fast as the old hoss could take me sheriff caswell swore again and his eyes lighted you're a fox drear fox or no fox you'd give me a great run for the money and i wish you had it coming into your money-bag sheriff caswell flushed i was never on your trail for the price jess well, i believe it partner but seems like i'll have a pretty empty kind of life jess with you gone the old days is ended i'll hang up my guns and let em rust here after a brief consultation with one of his companions a guard approached them claney ordered that if any gent come in and got real friendly with drear we was to run him out i guess that goes with you caswell ain't your steppin kind of hard i'm takin no chances well if you two want to swap lies about old times go ahead for five minutes more the sheriff nodded he turned to jess drear and for a moment looked at him without a word see in this here jail jess he began at length reminds me of an old shack i used to run down the country full of holes that jail was remember gary smith i had him three times and every time he got clean off 
then i sent him up and when he'd come through with his term i swore him in as a deputy and got him to show me how he used to get clear of the irons man man it was a sight to watch gary work nothing in the shape of an iron could stick on him he had long hands like yours and he showed me how he could bunch up his hands and make em smaller in his wrists and shake the bracelets off him never tried leg irons on him huh said jess i never believed in treating a man like a dog said the sheriff with a side glance at the guards but after gary was my deputy i put on the ankle irons for fun didn't see how he could make his feet smaller than his ankles but he did sure he did not but after he got his hands loose he'd take out a little bit of a watch spring and go to work on the lock of his leg irons he tried to show me how it was done but i couldn't get the hang of it i don't suppose you know how to work a lock like that eh jess drear looked the sheriff straight between the eyes no he said slowly uh, drawling the word there was just a twinkle in the eyes of the sheriff i thought not he remarked but where did gary keep the watch spring didn't you search him clean down to the skin after the first time but the second time he'd put it in his hair and the third time he'd put it between his big toe and the second toe there was a sort of hammered together and didn't spread out when he walked round barefooted that was how he got the watch spring into the jail then you didn't give him the kind of a search claim he gave me said jess drear his jaw set like iron then he went on he even combed my hair sheriff if you can believe that somehow said the sheriff i can he was fumbling in his vest pocket with thumb and forefinger he brought out a toothpick time's up caswell called the guard who had last spoken all right friend and the sheriff turned the cells were dimly lighted from a skylight brown back above the passage where the guards walked up and down on their beat jess drear to relax the suspicious interest with which the guards watched him while he talked with caswell had gone back to his bunk and now by the dim light something glittered faintly in an arc that disappeared at the feet of drear also there was a tinkle of metal on stone what's that cried the guard what asked drear lifting his head sheriff caswell had completed the motion of raising his hand to his mouth and now had a toothpick between his teeth something jingle sorta of. something near you drear i tell you son drawled the outlaw when you get older you'll find that chains rattle now and then at this the guard flushed in reality he did not wish to persecute this silent gentle appearing man with too many suspicions sounded sorta of smaller and lighter than the chains he grumbled jess drear had moved one of his feet and now kept it still so long sheriff he said so long jess if there's a slip sheriff and i get loose again i'll be glad to have you back on my trail jess don't you make no mistake if you was to get free i'd follow you to the end of the world and drop you if i got the chance same here sheriff thanks for looking me up good-bye he tried to make a gesture of farewell, but the manacles checked him, and the best he could do was to rouse a harsh rattling of the chains. "'Now there's what I call a friendly man,' said Jess to one of the guards, and he began to roll a cigarette. "'He talks too much,' answered two of the guards in chorus. "'Well, sir,' said Jess, "'most generally when he talks a lot he's got something to say.' 
at this point the cigarette paper fluttered down out of his hand and came to rest beside his foot he leaned over moved his foot and when he sat up again the paper was in the tips of his fingers and against the palm of his hand was a little strip of strong steel a watch spring End of chapters 25 and 26